Today we're going to take a look at the essential message of the early church. If you read the Bible in the book of Acts, the fifth book of the New Testament, that's where we read about the first church, the early church, right after Jesus died and rose again. You know, he told the disciples, I want you to go make disciples. And so the early disciples, and remember, none of them were formally trained, right? They were fishermen, tax collectors, just regular people. And now all of a sudden, Jesus is asking them to go and basically start the church. So the question we're going to look at today is, what was the message that they preached? And if you look at Acts chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5, we actually have recorded for us the very first four sermons of Peter, one of Jesus's followers. And the message that Peter preaches, I'm going to boil it down to three main sermon points. All three sermon points appear in all four of Peter's first sermons. So for Christians, we better know what those points are as we try to make disciples. And if you're a spiritual seeker, it's even more important that you pay attention because understanding these three points and responding to the basic message of the early church is a matter of life or death. All right, so here's the first point that Peter preaches. Jesus is the one we've been waiting for. We see it right there in Acts chapter 2, verse 30. Peter says, David knew that God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. Now, if you were a Jew 2,000 years ago, you would have understood all of the prophecies in the Old Testament that you were waiting for a Messiah, sort of this king figure to show up and lead Israel to glory, right? Kind of like David did in the Old Testament, if you know anything about those stories. And so when Jesus showed up, Peter and James and John and all the disciples they understood that they were following the Messiah. And so this was a big part of their message, especially in Acts chapters 2 through 5, because they were speaking to a largely Jewish crowd and they were trying to convince them, and this was sort of their hook, they said, hey guys, Jesus is the one that we've been waiting for. Now most of us today aren't Jews and we don't expect a Messiah to come and save us, but I want you to think about this in your own life. What is it that you're waiting for? If you're a spiritual seeker, what is it that you're looking for? And I want to encourage you that you're going to find in Jesus so much more than what you expected. Here's the second point that we see in all of Peter's early sermons, and it's really basic, that Jesus died and rose again. He says in verse 36, So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Now, this point was really the heart of the message of the early church, and it's still the heart of the message of the Christian church today, that Jesus, the Son of God, he came to the earth, he lived a perfect, sinless life, he went to the cross, and he died a criminal's death on a cross, even though he did nothing wrong, and then three days later, he rose from the dead. Now, if you were a Jew 2,000 years ago, you would have understood the sort of the temple undertones in this message. You would understand that in the Jewish ritual sacrifice, they would bring a perfect unblemished lamb and that lamb would atone for the sins of the people for the whole year. You can read about this in the Old Testament. Try Leviticus chapter 16. 
But for many of us today, we simply need to understand this as sort of Jesus was appeasing this need for justice, right? That that you and I are sinners. That's sort of a basic thing we have to understand. That's sort of this underlying message in the Bible that we're actually basically bad and broken, but that Jesus came out of love for us. He died on the cross, a perfect sacrifice in our place so that we wouldn't have to die for our sins because that is what justice requires, but instead that we could trust in Jesus and putting our faith in Jesus would actually save us. And that's actually the third point of Peter's sermon. It's that Jesus alone can rescue. Here's how Peter finished his first sermon in Acts chapter 2. He said, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, again, if you're a Christian, then these three points are review for you. In fact, I encourage you to go check out Acts chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5 and see if you can't find these three points in Peter's first four sermons. I think you'll find them there. But for those of you who are spiritual seekers, as I mentioned, this is more than just information. Like this message that Peter was the first to preach 2,000 years ago is a message that preachers and followers of Jesus share with people all the time because it's still valid. You know, what Jesus said, what Jesus did, really can impact our lives. And there are really three possible responses to this message. One is moralism. That's where you say, nope, sorry, I have to save myself. Another one is relativism. That's where you say, no, I have to follow my heart. Everything's relative. There's no absolute truth. But the third response is what we see in Acts chapter 2, and it's the response of faith. And this is where a person says, I trust Jesus alone to save me. The truth is, Jesus isn't going to make anyone follow him, but he does invite us. And I want to invite you, if you've never responded in faith to this basic message, it's a message that Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, and you'll see it all over the New Testament. In fact, you'll see it all over the entire Bible. If you've never responded to that basic, unchanging, timeless message, basically the message is that Jesus alone can rescue you. I want to invite you to do that today.